Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun on a Wednesday. On a hump day, we are already over halfway through the week. Over halfway? Did I say that right? We're over half. We're over half done. Whatever. It's Wednesday. It's important. (laughs) We're going to have a great time tonight. On the world-famous Jesse Kelly Show, we have everything from bricks and violence to illegal immigrants, the World Economic Forum, mobster stuff. You voted for this. Joe Biden's idiotic speech, Jerome Powell printing a bunch of money, knowing how to make money and how to not make money, emails, and so much more coming up tonight on the world-famous Jesse Kelly Show. But I want to do something, a couple things Quickly, before we get rolling here, Joe Biden spoke today. He spoke today on Bidenomics. This is, remember, this is going to be their their new thing. They always have a new saying out of this idiotic White House to see what catches hold. No malarkey. 
Mega MAGA, ultra MAGA. It's always something stupid. Now it's Bidenomics. Guess what? Bidenomics is working. I would like to know how much the person gets paid who came up with that little phrase, but uh, here's how the day went. Less than be, a guy driving a truck hit a anyway, knocked down a whole <laughs> bridge and the whole box, four lanes of the highway. What happened there? <laughs> I love how he does the, I love how he does the anyway thing. He never clarifies it. But kind of acts like it was just clarified, and it's why anyway. You get it. You get it. Reminds me of that Seinfeld episode where the lady would just do yada 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 for everything to finish the saying, and no one ever knew what she was talking about. Here's more of how it's going. In case you're wondering, just how focused these people I've are. I've indicated labor to labor leaders they must expand their ranks. As I said, more women, more minorities. That's they got to do. More women and more minorities. That's most definitely the path to success, which is why I saw this headline and I thought this was inspiring. This is from the New York Times today. Migrant woman, migrant women find work building New York, their adopted city. And it goes on to talk about the illegal immigrant women who are now being forced into the construction industry. And you know what I found so interesting? And you're not going to hear this anywhere else, but just know this. There's going to be a connection. You know what I found so interesting about that? So they're stuffing all these illegal immigrants, women and others, into the construction industry. I thought this second headline today, I thought it paired really, really well. Huh. Alleged Genovese crime family mobsters sentenced in gambling and extortion scheme. They're going to start making illegal immigrants or f coercing illegal immigrants into the construction industry. The construction industry that's very dominated by unions. I know the industry very, very well. The unions who have historically had very close ties to the Italian mafia in the country. And... How rife for corruption do you think it's going to be with illegal immigrants who shouldn't be in the country now working in the industry probably most dominated by organized crime? I'm just going to move on here. I just I saw the two headlines. They were sitting side by side. One was New York Times. One was New York Post. And I thought to myself, huh, that's definitely going to end well. Chris, go ahead and write that one down. That, that, I guarantee this will come back up. Go ahead and write that one down. One little thing I did want to mention. Can't believe it worked out this way, but I was digging through this mob article because, you know, I love mob articles, and it did say Genovese soldier John Capanella brought his extended family to the courtroom, including his mobster dad, John Capanella Jr. And I am no lawyer. I don't claim to be a lawyer, and I don't claim to be a criminal. I maybe have walked in the gray area from time to time, but I'm certainly no criminal. And I don't want, no, I didn't bribe a cop. Okay, I did bribe a cop, That, but that was in Mexico. That doesn't even count. There are no laws in Mexico. You can do whatever you want anyway. So I don't claim to be a criminal. I don't claim to be a lawyer. I don't claim to be a cop. And I'm certainly not going to tell any soldier of one of the Italian families, how to be a criminal. I will just say this. It's probably best if your mobster dad 
doesn't come see you in court, I can see how that might look bad, especially if you're trying to convince the judge maybe you're going to change your ways or something like that. I don't think, you know, uh, Grandpa Dad Tony Tunos is probably probably a good thing to bring into court with you. And allow us to move on now because we have much more to get to. I don't know if you know, but good news on the world stage. This is a little hard to hear, but Putin, he's losing the war. The war he's fighting in Iraq. But he's clearly losing the war in Iraq. He's losing the war. <laughs> now, all that pales in comparison to this doozy, which might take us a couple minutes, and then we're going to get on the COVID fraud and lemonade stands and World Economic Forums and emails and stuff. Sometimes it's hard to get exactly what Joe was saying. So I need you to walk me through this I've one. long said, and I mean this, I was on the Tibetan Plateau with Xi Jinping. I traveled 17,000 miles with him. I've spoken with him more than any other head of state because it started when I was vice president and President Hu was the president and he was the vice president. We knew he was going to be successful. It was inappropriate for Barack to spend that time with him, but I, I spent a lot of time with him. I met alone with him, just he and I, and a simultaneous interpreter 68 times, 68 hours. 68 times, more than 68 hours. Hmm. By the way, I turned in all my notes. <laughs> okay. All right. We're just going to move on along here because we have other things to tackle today. And this is actually what I did want to get to. There was something that happened. Probably you didn't see it. Most people did not see it. Those who did see it are outraged. And it's time for us to talk about it. There was, of course, a one of these LGBTQ freak show events. This one was in Seattle. At one of these events, there was a booth set up. What could you do with this booth? Well, this booth was actually made for kids. It's made for kids. And the booth for kids, it had a little mural. Mural? Mural? Did I say that right? Mural? Nailed it. It had a little mural set up behind the booth. And it had pictures of Ted Cruz and Brett Kavanaugh and Ron DeSantis on it. And the point of the booth at this event was kids could go up to the event and they could take bricks and they could throw the bricks at Ted Cruz or Ron DeSantis or Brett Kavanaugh. Now, initially, when I saw somebody was throwing a lot of bricks in Seattle, I thought it was a WNBA game or something but apparently this was, what, Chris? Apparently it was just, oh, no, you understand what I'm saying. They had kids training to be violent. And, of course, they're sitting there, yes, go, kids. You can see the guys sitting there encouraging the kids. Yes, though, hurt him. And people who are seeing this are outraged. Well, did you know how common recruitment of the youth and youth foot soldiers are? In communist history. Let's just do a brief little history thing here. This is going to be very, very brief because many of these things we've talked about before. You know about Pol Pot in Cambodia. You know all those people who were beating and torturing people to death in prisons. They weren't grizzled old veterans. Most of the time they were 15, 16 year old boys, just little skinny teenage boys taught to be violent. But what you might not know is Stalin's youth groups. You see, when Stalin took over after Lenin was gone, 
Stalin decided that this whole collectivization thing needs to move along faster. Now, what is that? Stalin wanted the Soviet Union to turn into this industrial giant. He wanted it to turn into a modern industrial giant. But as we will discuss is happening here in America later on, he ran into this brutal thing that as a way of treating us all like crap. You know what he ran into trying to modernize the Soviet Union? You know, you know what he ran into? Reality. Reality can oftentimes be a cruel, cruel beast, can it not? Hey, Jesse, you, you should have went pl- pro playing basketball. Yeah, except I'm slow and uncoordinated. My feet were too big for my body, and so that just didn't ever work out right, didn't it? Reality treated Stalin quite harshly, all the Soviet communists quite harshly. They wanted these booming factories and booming economies in this place run by the workers, but it wasn't working. And so he needed something new. And we're going to describe something new that he dug into when we get back to a little history. Then we're going to get into you voted for this and more about the kids and lemonade stands and Biden stuff and much, much more. Now, let's just play something really quickly for you here. This is Jerome Powell, head of the Fed. The COVID stimulus and and now even new policies that are just filtering through, like Inflation Reduction Act, infrastructure, chips. There's still American Rescue Plan Act money getting doled out. Isn't that making your life harder? Well, so our our assignment is to deliver price stability kind of regardless of the stance of, uh, of fiscal policy. And we, we don't play a role, formal or informal, in advising the fiscal authorities. There are other agencies in Washington that do that. I will add, though, you know, the spending during the pandemic was, was very high. It's come down. You, you identified those bills, and um, I think you are seeing some of that money showing up in construction. Construction numbers, it's supporting construction activities, particularly the infrastructure bill. But I, I wouldn't say that that's a, you know, if you, if you look at uh, where the inflation is in the economy, I, w- I wouldn't say that that's an important driver of inflation or something. The head of the Fed doesn't think that printing six to seven trillion dollars in unbacked money and passing multiple unpaid for trillion dollar bills was a factor in inflation. Do you have gold in your physical possession yet? Do you have silver in your physical possession yet? The dumbest or and or most insane people on the planet are the ones who still run America's fiscal policy. Do you have gold and silver in your 401k and IRA? IRA? It is time now to call Oxford Gold because these people are going to sink us all. 833-995-GOLD. All right? 833-995-GOLD. What, Chris? We can make jokes. It's fine. You got that right. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show talking about violent kid communists and why they have kids throwing bricks at Ted Cruz and DeSantis pictures and Brett Kavanaugh pictures. Uh, We have more to get to about you voted for this and stuff like that. We're doing a little history of it. So we've already talked before in the show, and we'll talk again about the youth and how they've been used in various places from Mao's Red Guard to what Pol Pot did with the kids, but a lot of people don't know about the Komsomol. Komsomol. Starts with a K. K K-O-M-S-O-M-O-L. Komsomol. What was the Komsomol? It was the communist youth group in the Soviet Union. 
And so Stalin tries to ramp up this five-year plan where he wants all wants the Soviet Union to be industrial and to pay for that, to do that, and to feed his country. He decided all these all these farms, all, all this agriculture, it all needs to be taken over by the government. And there was something to the, to the effect of 25 to 30 million of these farms. By the time they were done, it was something like a quarter million were all that were left because they just kept gathering them all up in these communist-run groups. Well, of course, as you can imagine, people did not want to give up their farms, their livelihood, their food. They sold the grain to make ends meet. They sold the, the, the things they had grown to better their lives. And Stalin issued some orders that they're supposed to give all that up. They didn't want to do it. Well, there are many ways to force people to do it, and Stalin was not above anything, as you well know. And as time went on, many people simply got shot and buried alive and tortured and you know, standard things that communists do. Don't think that your liberal Aunt Peggy wouldn't do all those things, by the way. She would do all those things if she could. But Stalin also understood the importance of recruiting youth. Lenin talked about it, wrote about it extensively. I write about it in the Anti-Communist Manifesto, which is available at jessekellybook.com. Stalin very much believed in it. In this organization called the Komsomol, they would go around and try to handle the problem of all these farmers who didn't want to give up their farms. They would intimidate. They would harass. They would hurt. This is generally one of the ways it would look like. You're a farmer. You're on a farm with your wife, with your children. Maybe you're out there working the fields. And a gang of 20 Komsomol youth come storming onto your property. You hear your wife screaming in pain from the house. You get off your horse and run back to the house. And you find that these people have your wife pinned down and they're chopping her hair off and hurting her. That was a very common thing they did. They would chop the hair off of women to hurt them. And then when you got there, they would beat up or at least verbally beat up you severely. And they would let you know that they didn't appreciate you hoarding your grain. They didn't appreciate you hoarding your livestock. That all these things now belong to the people, to the workers. Now... Why kids? Teenagers. Why Your body isn't even fully developed yet. Why? Shoot, 15-year-old Jesse, I look like a toothpick. But why kids? Well, because the body isn't fully developed yet, but neither is the mind. Kids do stupid things. My son, last 4th of July, and my kids are responsible. They're amazingly responsible actually there we had a firework it was illegal we weren't allowed to shoot it off but of course we bought those anyway because those are the most fun ones but there was a firework that was made to be planted in the ground and it said planted in the ground he wanted to see what it was like to hold it shoot it off why he was 13 because when you're 13 you don't understand dangers when you're 13 you don't fully understand Doing something that can end your life can end your life. And you also, if you've been properly trained from a young age, you're also capable of doing things that adults oftentimes simply won't do. 
I mentioned Cambodia. You obviously already know because you listen to this show about S21 prison. S is in Sam. All those thousands of people went through S21. I think the number is seven that lived. It might be 14, but it's seven. It's shocking. The rest of them were beaten and tortured to death by teenage boys. By teenage boys. The reason your pink-haired fruitcake teacher is trying to turn your son gay is because your pink-haired fruitcake teacher is a communist recruitment officer. Even if he or she doesn't know it, that's what he or she is. The reason they have kids throwing bricks at Brett Kavanaugh pictures at gay pride parades is they're recruiting the next generation of monster. Don't think it can't happen here. You practicing with your weapon? Are you? Look, this stuff's real. Look, we read these history books and we tell these history stories and it can get dispassionate, right? Like we're on the outside looking in. But have you you practiced with your weapon as if these days can come to to you? Because they can. Mantis X allows you to practice with that weapon inside the comfort of your home. It's how the Green Berets practice. It's how the Marines practice. It's dry fire practice. But it's not just target practice. I need to clarify. You get feedback, real feedback, real-time feedback. They'll put you through drills. You'll watch your scores get better. You'll have fun competing with friends and family members. You experienced shooters will watch yourself get better. You brand-new shooters will watch yourselves get better, too. Mantis X is for everyone. Go to Mantis X and prepare yourself for days that we pray may never come. MantisX.com is where you do it. MantisX.com. Now, speaking of children, what are they doing in schools? What are they not doing in schools? My friend Bethany Mandel wrote a great article for The Spectator about it. You need to sit around and hear what she has to say. And then we'll talk about white culture. Hang on. The Jesse Kelly Show. On air and online at jessekellyshow.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. I keep hearing that a lot of people are still on the fence about owning gold and silver. Have we already forgotten about the bank closures, inflation, global instability, World War III that sadly may be coming? Look. 
precious metals, you need them for various reasons. You want tangible currency on hand, a portfolio diversification strategy. It's a hedge against inflation. You need value, stored value that stands the test of time. I know you're paying attention to global events. Wars bubbling up everywhere. Countries are buying and hoarding mass amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our heads in the sand either. The Oxford Gold Group are the pros. They make owning gold and silver easy and simple. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation supports America's greatest heroes, U.S. service members and first responders who die or are catastrophically injured in the line of duty and homeless veterans. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs honor the sacrifices made for us by the men and women who risked their lives and bodies for our country and our communities. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America with over 80 runs walks and climbs a year and dozens of golf outings and barbecues. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute educates kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about America's darkest day while helping our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. This is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Wednesday, a hump day, and education matters. Children matter. Now, that, that sounded really like, I believe, kids are the future. That's not what I'm trying to do here. What goes in the eyes and ears of all of us, it matters. It affects us. For children, it matters much more. What's happening to your children in their schools should scare you. Bethany Mandel has an outstanding article I want you to go read today in The Spectator about exactly this, but she's going to give us a little preview of it now. Bethany, what's happening in schools? Uh, it's not great, Bob. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, the test scores are just uh, frightening, frighteningly bad. And in my sector piece, I'm basically asserting that, like, it's, it's not an accident. Um, you know, I, I compare it to uh, the sort of flight attendants and flight schools and if we had pilots graduating from flight school as equipped as children are graduating from America's public schools, we would, first of all, never fly, never send a pilot there, and it would be like a five-alarm fire. Like, what is going on? We have to figure this out because lives are at stake here. There is absolutely no urgency on the part of... Anyone, lawmakers, um, teachers unions, teachers themselves, nothing. Like, it's just, you know, all full steam ahead. We've learned no lessons. Let's all go along as we've been going for, you know, the past 30 years. Mm, what a shock. Cause I was, I've been told time and time again about how much they care about the kids and that, <laughs> and that they're everyone's kids and they love all these kids. Okay. So what is the problem, Bethany? Are our kids getting stupid quickly? It's funny, the New York City public schools, half of, half of the kids in third grade cannot read. Just like cannot read remotely on grade level. And I would, I would basically what? say they can't read. They're illiterate. And 
the New York City public schools are like, well, you know, we might have to start teaching phonics, to which everyone is like, I'm sorry, what were you doing before? What are you switching from? And if you listen to this NPR Sold a Story podcast, which, like, I actually think was very, very good and blew the lid on this whole issue, they they were teaching kids to look at words and figure out context clues and just basically, like, try to memorize every word imaginable instead of teaching them to sound it out. And, like, oh, maybe that wasn't, like, that wasn't the greatest way to teach reading, it turns out. And so we've had... 10 years of evidence proving that. And it was only because of this NPR podcast because moms were watching their kids on zoom and they're like, what are you guys doing that? This is finally becoming a story. Okay. So if they're not teaching phonics, they're not teaching third graders how to read. They're, they're not doing these things. What have you found that they are teaching them because these kids sure seem to be passionate about some things as they graduate high school and college, Bethany. They may not be passionate about reading books, but they're passionate about lots of other things. They're, they are passionate about social justice and about making this world a more equitable and wonderful place for anyone who has a different pronoun every other week. I mean, I, I'm like sort of tongue-in-cheek, but I'm, I'm being quite serious. If you look at what professional development of these teachers unions are are pushing forward and how they're spending their time on PD professional it's on let's how do we best put LGBTQ three so that when they're they get into kindergarten they feel affirmed by their peers. And this is what they're doing with their time. Good grief. Bethany Mandel, I want you to go read her piece at The Spectator. Thank you so much, Bethany. Yeah, we just had some connection issues there, but they are teaching your child something. Remember this. Just because your child can't read doesn't mean that your child went to school all day and just ate paste. That would be more my kids than your kids anyway. Your child is learning in schools. They're learning horrible things in schools. You know what they should be learning? Let me tell you what your kids should be learning on top of everything else. They should be learning what will determine their pay one day. And they should be learning this not in a way that makes them feel good. That is not what your children should be learning. They should be learning it in an honest way. Because you know what determines your pay? There's all this, I deserve more. Teachers deserve more. This guy deserves more. Do you know what determines how much you'll make in this lifetime? It's really not difficult to figure out. The scarcity of your marketable skills. Do you have a skill? How rare is it, that skill you have? Okay, so you, good. All right, but let's say you answered yes and you have a rare skill. Now, let me ask you, is it marketable? I don't care that you can balance a spoon on your nose. That's not marketable. But do you have a rare skill that's marketable? If you do, you're going to make a lot of money. Why does Aaron Judge for the Yankees make more money than a Sultan? Because there aren't very many people who can hit a baseball 8,000 miles. There's like four of them. So he's going to make a lot of money. That's a marketable thing. Why don't teachers make very much money? Not because they're not important. Teachers are critically important, much more important than Aaron Judge. 
but because lots of people can teach kindergarten. Sadly, after all these years, nobody taught that to Vanna White. Vanna White is showing no signs of slowing down after Pat Sajak announced his retirement from Wheel of Fortune, of course. And after co-hosting alongside Sajak for more than four decades, White has requested a pay raise in her new deal. According to Puck News, which first reported the story, White has not received a pay increase in 18 years, though she has received some bonuses in that time. She reportedly makes about $3 million a year, while Sajak makes nearly five times that much. She temporarily took over hosting duties while Sajak underwent surgery, emergency surgery for a blocked intestine back in 2019. According to Entertainment Weekly, White has not yet reached a deal with the game show. She uh, just, I hate to quibble about the little points. Everyone knows what Wheel of Fortune is. She co-hosted? Is that, I'm pretty sure, Chris, I did get that right, right? She she co-hosted the show? So while Sajak was talking and walking back and forth, Vanna White, who was walking from one end to the little, one of the of the little letter thing to the other end of the letter thing, touching a square so it lights up, has made $3 million a year. $3 million a year. Do you have any idea how common that skill is? This is this is no exaggeration. A monkey could do that, and probably a dumber animal could probably do that job. No, but wait, there's more. Maybe you're sitting there saying, yeah, but Vanna White's hot. Look. I love dimes as much as the next man. Go be a dime, ladies. The beautiful women, they're, they lighten up, they brighten up a room. That's great. I'm not, I'm not saying anything, but there are a lot of them. They're everywhere. Um, the scarcity of your marketable skills will determine your pay. And it's important that we teach our children this. It really is important. Now that, no, it's not that pay is everything. It's really not. So maybe maybe your kids don't have a desire to make a bunch of money, and that's fine. I tell my sons all the time, man, money is pay your bills, take care of your family. Other than that, don't focus on money. Don't focus on money. You go focus on success and raising a good family. So I'm not saying money's everything, but somebody should have taught Vanna White this a long, long, long time ago. All right, we have other things. We have many, many other things. Would you like to learn about white culture? <laughs> I have a doozy for you here. Oh, we have a lot to go still on the Jesse Kelly show, but would you like to learn how to feel better? More energy? Would you like to learn how to have better focus? Bouncing off the walls in the afternoon instead of dragging your butt behind you? How about natural herbal supplements? You know that a male vitality stack from chalk, 20% increase in your testosterone in 90 days with natural herbal supplements. That's a skyrocketing of your testosterone. How much better you will feel and quickly? Female vitality stack for the ladies. But it doesn't stop with just those things. When I tell you about chalk, it's endless natural herbal supplements. Go get a subscription. The subscriptions are 35% off, but watch your life get better. Your whole life. Go to C H O Q. 
chalk.com, promo code Jesse. Chalk.com, promo code Jesse. Fellas, get on that male vitality stack. Female vitality stack for you dimes, all right? We'll be back. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Wednesday, reminding you you can email the show anything you want. Your love, your hate, your death threats, your ass, Dr. Jesse questions for Friday. All those can be emailed into jesse at jessekellyshow.com. You know, Chris, Jewish producer Chris is wearing a pink shirt today. Don't say what's wrong with it, Chris. I don't know why you say things like that. What's wrong with it? What's wrong with it is it's pink, dude. It's pink. It's not. I understand it's the most comfortable shirt you own. I'm sure if you were to, I don't know, if it was cold outside and you were to get a pink feather boa and wrap it around your neck, I bet that would be not only comfortable, I bet it would keep you warm. I wouldn't recommend it. I'm sure, have you ever have you ever seen Elton John? I've, have you ever seen the glasses he wears? I bet those are comfortable on your face. Probably help you see better, but I don't think I'd wear them at all. In fact, my wife has these little sundresses. I have never once thought about putting one on, even when it's hot out, even though I'm sure they'd be comfortable. And let's be honest, I'd look fantastic, but I haven't done it. Do you know why, Chris? Because comfort isn't everything. What, Chris? It's not just the pink shirt, Chris. It's a statement. It's a statement about who you are and who you love. You're not going to see anybody building a new coal-fired plant in America, not just because I'd like to pass a law to say that. It's too expensive. It doesn't work anymore. That's great news. That's great news. The uh, the plants that actually produce gargantuan amounts of American power, we've officially passed enough laws and enough regulations to make them unbuildable now. And I just want to point out that even red states like Texas are moving to this going green economy and now power grids are failing all over the place. But Normie Norm won't wake up to what's happening until he gets rolling brownouts and blackouts. And by then, the coal plants will already be closed and he'll look around and wonder why. Now, let's talk about something. Just a brief, I just have to do a brief. You voted for this thing. Cause remember, our you voted for this campaign never stops. When your Democrat friend, when your Democrat relatives who votes Democrat every time, ever voices a single complaint brought to you by Democrats. You will not roll your eyes. You won't stay silent. You won't leave the room because the best thing you can possibly do for that person, a service you can do for that person is you voted for this. It's time for people to realize the cost of voting like a moron. It is. So when I saw this little doozy, I have to be honest, I thought it was kind of funny. I did. I thought it was actually very funny, if we're being honest. Most New York voters oppose housing migrants in SUNY dorms, and they don't like Abbott's relocation plan. Oh, man. Okay. So they don't like them in the dorms. They don't like a relocation plan. They want these illegal immigrants out of here. Okay. So next time. Your aunt tells you she's not happy with all these illegal immigrants in the dorms. What are you going to say to her? You voted for this. I actually have a good one. I have a great one that this is, this will determine how you look at life. Whether you think this is rude or whether you think this is nice. 
And this explains so much of my philosophy on life. I actually have a couple things. One, it's a personal story. And two, well, actually, they're both personal stories. The first one, let's do the first one. I have a buddy. Now, he's somebody I, I would definitely call a friend, more than an acquaintance, but he's a friend of mine. He lives in Oregon. And my buddy, he has a thing he does. My buddy routinely, this is a very routine thing that he, he and his wife, they have kids. He will drop his children off at his brother's house repeatedly and he'll leave them there for four or five days at a time while they go. He has a weird job with a weird schedule. It's hard to explain while they go on vacation. And the wife and I were discussing, I mean, these kids, they're, uh, what are they, six and eight now? The kids are six and eight. They miss their mom and dad. They always ask for their mom and dad. And my buddy leaves town and just drops them off. And the wife and I were talking about it. And she's saying, well, what? look, if I were these people he was dropping them off with, I would be upset. And I said, yeah, I'd be upset too. But it's also their fault. And she said, what? How's it their fault? If you're dropping your kids at my house for four or five days at a time and I don't want them there, I'm going to call and I'm going to say, come pick up your freaking kids. And next time you want to drop them off, the answer is no. They're not my kids. They're your kids. You raise your daggone kids. And she's looking at me just aghast. And she says, yes, I know you would say that because you're rude. Is that rude? Or is that actually nice? I have a rule when it comes to TV. We don't do very many guests on radio. As you just heard, sometimes they have phone problems. Most of the time, I just enjoy doing three hours of me. But on TV, I'll have two, three guests a show. I do a TV show every night. I have a rule that if you cancel before the show, day of the show, upcoming, if the show's close, and you're not someone I have any kind of a relationship with, that you are barred for life. You're never allowed to come back on the show. And this is now the email that my producer, TV producer, sends. They asked if they could reschedule. God just did this to me a couple days ago. My producer sent this back with my approval. That's unfortunate. We will pass on rescheduling. We're about two and a half hours from taping. When a guest bails this close to the show, it puts us in a tough spot. Can't afford to risk that happening again. Thanks. Now, whether you think that's rude or whether you think that's polite, says a lot about you. You may think that that's rude. I would argue that that's the nicest thing you could possibly say to somebody. Because how does that guy know anybody and know any better if nobody ever tells him? That guy who bailed on the show right before the show probably thought it was okay and that we blow it off. Or if I did the quote nice thing and I just brought him back on next week, hey, no worries, come on. Then he never learns how incredibly rude and selfish that is. Instead, by being quote rude, I would argue I probably helped that guy's career. Now, he's never going to get help by coming on my show, but the best lessons are often hard lessons, are they not? All right, time to talk about white culture and the World Economic Forum and lemonade stands. It's time to talk about your garbage cell phone company. Look, these companies, these the, this, the corporate world, remember, the corporate world is the second most damaging thing the communists ever took over. The first is obviously the education system because everything kind of flowed down from there. But when they took over the corporate world, 
because we are a consumer society, we look at ads, we buy things, we purchase goods and services, we go out with our money and we spread it around. Having the power of your dollar be taken in by the corporate world and then used against you has been devastating for our culture. When you fund Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile, you're funding that. When you fund Pure Talk, you're not. And you have to send them less money. My bill got cut in half, and it takes 10 minutes to switch? Pick up your phone and dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. That'll save you an additional 50% off your first month. Pound 250, say Jesse Kelly, switch to Pure Talk. Let's stop funding people who hate us. All right. White Culture, the World Economic Forum, and women voters. Hang on. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret Deodorant, Old Spice Deodorant, or Gillette Razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. He's called Mal Evans. He's on roadie. And uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.